Hello, everyone. Welcome to another CornerCast podcast here on CastersCorner.com. I'm your host, Khalil. And this week, we have a very special guest with us, um, Adam Van Wickler from uh, General Giant fame. You see him on all the Comic-Con panels uh, when we go for Diamond and... Uh, we hear him talking Marvel, and I mean, they do just a little bit about everything. And so, um, Adam and I have known each other. Uh, we've been Facebook friends and and seen each other at cons and stuff for years now. So it was really good to catch up with him, talk to him, actually have a conversation with him outside of toys, and just geek out about stuff. Um, his main one of his main ones is Instagrams is playing underscore with underscore myself, um, as well as um, Mortal Ruin, uh, the Cursed Dead, Articulated Icons, and many many more. You'll hear him talk about all of his Instagram accounts and and stuff, and all the stuff he's worked on over the years, um, and upcoming projects with Mortal Ruin. Mortal Ruin and the Cursed Dead. All the links to all of his projects will be up in the post, so please check those out. So tonight I would have been packed and ready to go to Comic Con, but we're not going this year. So I think there was a little bit of talk about that, about what that was going to be like, and we're trying to program as much stuff this week as we possibly can. Um, you know, it's not as easy for us to get that done but as as news comes up you you know continue to check the site our instagram facebook and twitter are at casters corner on all of them casterscorner.com for any of the bigger kind of look inside things check out the new column by jesse devalued that's continuing this week i'm not sure which one we're doing this week but uh, we have another video up so uh, so we still have a lot going on, even though Comic-Con's not going on. So please remember to rate, review, subscribe to our podcast on all the platforms, as well as follow us and comment and send in your pictures and, and share your stuff and tag us and stuff. If you see something cool, we're happy to share that out. Um, but yeah, so it is just a real geeky conversation about growing up in the 80s and, and all the toys that, that we love and... Um, and all that good stuff. So, this is a short intro. Not a lot uh, going on except uh, morning loss of Comic Con this week. But um, it was a really good conversation. I had a lot of fun. Uh, I I think Adam did too. So, so uh, without further ado, uh, remember to follow us on everything: Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Cash's Corner. Check out Adam's work um, at Playing with Myself, as well as more at Mortal Rune and the Period. Uh, cursed, period, dead, articulated icons, uh, and many more. Um, again, we'll be posting all that stuff and check out his really clean photos on his Instagram. So, without further ado, uh, it is me, it is Adam and Wickler. Enjoy, guys. Um, no, I just, uh, it's kind of one of those things where we're getting the podcast going and getting everything up and running and trying to vary and get things do different things. Cause it's been, been building it with my friends. And then, you know, I don't really think about outside of that. I'm like, Oh, I should start like expanding past that and doing more. So this is part of that doing that thing. So 
Oh come on, we're 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 friends. We've been we've we known each other been. a long time. I, I mean, like yes, we don't text each other on a daily basis no. or anything, but you know. That, I've no, I feel like I've seen you at conventions a baj- for a bajillion years now. Yeah, no, and I was going through, and I was, and I was thinking today, like, what was our first kind of interaction, or where did where did the connection get made? And it was Vonner telling me that you were working on, or, or somebody at General Giant was working on head sculpts for them for for something oh. he was working on, and I was like, oh, cool. And then I had just gotten a puppy, and you had a backpack. <laughs> for yours and yeah. that's when we started talking and I was like oh geez that was like 10 12 years ago almost like oh yeah absolutely long time because yeah. I re- remember that that's like I had that backpack for Penny for bike rides and stuff yeah I and then just- like Penny Penny we just put Penny down like uh shortly before quarantine but yeah like, she was 17 years old so yeah. She lived a very good life. But yeah, no, that backpack was great. And my little one, we just got him one because now he he has to come with us places sometimes. So we got him this little like Yoda bag where his paws come out and hang like on top and he just like looks around. It's it's awesome. Um, So how you been in quarantine? How's how's it been for you work wise and life wise and. It's it's weird. It's weird for me because I feel bad saying it, but like I I. I like it a lot. Like this is, it's been very good. We've, I mean, like, you know, with Gentle Giant, super lucky that we we managed to set um, all of our digital sculptors up to work from home, mm-hmm. like at the onset, like right before before California even shut down. Um, we were working on getting everyone set up to work from home because we kind of foresaw, you know, the the writing on the wall that it was a, a very good chance that this mm-hmm. was going to happen and, and stuff was going to get shut down. So it was like, hey, let's make sure everyone has machines that can handle the programs, that can handle these file types. Mm-hmm. Um, the guys that didn't, we actually got them computers to bring home. And then and we, we tested, we set up a system of like check-ins in the morning and the evening. And then we're using Zoom, FaceTime, Skype, the, you know, like all of this stuff in order to, to check in over the course of the day where, you know, in normal circumstances in the studio, we would be able to just like get up and walk over, right. you know, they could come see me in my office or I could go swing by the cubicles and be like, Hey guys, uh, where, what's the ETA on this? But now we're just using chat and everything. To, so it's all, it's all working out really well. And, and to be perfectly honest, we're actually busier these days. Um, you know, uh, Hasbro and Mattel, Jazzwares, Diamond, Dark Horse, they're all keeping us really busy, you know, like they're, they're still making product and, and they're sending new jobs our way throughout the entire quarantine. So, um, I, I like it. I, I, you know, like, I don't like the circumstances, obviously. I can, you know, that's awful, but I just, I, it's nice. It's actually, I, the thing that I have to keep convincing the uh the upper management about is that everyone is actually working like i feel you know like that's the thing where it's like i think that they think everyone's just in their pajamas and day drinking or getting high the entire time and no no we're still doing our jobs and like the thing that i keep trying to to get across is like i feel like i'm on even more you know like whereas like before like our tip 
our studio hours are, are nine to six. So I'm usually in the studio a little after eight. And then, you know, some days I cut out a little early to go pick up my little guy. Um, some days I'm there until six or a little after six. You know, now with with the quarantine and the work from home, I'm I'm on my phone and my laptop like all hours of the day, which means that I'm checking my work emails at all hours of the day, seven days a week, you know? That's the hardest thing too, because it's like you don't want to, but you just it's right in front of you. And it's just oh, like yeah. and it's like, well, I like it's not like really taking much time sometimes where it's like I can just say yes or no or send a quick answer or I have a quick thought and I can kinda it, I, I think the, the hardest part for me has been like trying to make sure that I balance out oh, yeah. you know, the rest. Like No. It's crazy. It's like <laughs> like you and I can both say that. Yeah. But it's like I know like I know that my bosses are like they're of the assumption that it's like no one's working as hard if they're working from home. You know? And no. it's like, oh no, that's not true at all. Like that's not the case. Well, my girlfriend and my mom will see me sometimes and they're just like are like when, when are you going to stop? Like yeah. you've been on the phone for about four hours now on and off, like with people, it's just like walk. Cause I just walk the house. Like I just yeah. get up on my phone and I walk the house as I'm doing all my phone meetings. Cause it's like, it's oh, just you easier. Must really, you must have a really good connection then. I don't. Like, and I have that, or do you avoid certain? I do. I like watch it or people are like, I can't hear you. I'm like, okay, I'm going to go to this room or I'll like, I'll just do laps around one room where I could just like, yeah, I have I have the 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 second bedroom um, in the apartment. That's also it's it's my son's room slash my man cave, mm-hmm. and it's like I want to do stuff like this from in there, especially if there's like video elements, because it's like that's where all the toys are. That's right. like it's a toy setup, but it's like the Wi-Fi in there is awful. <laughs> yeah, and that's the thing. Like for these things, I found that I have to be in my room because that's where the router is. Because it's yeah. hooked up to the PlayStation, so I can play Fortnite without interruption. Like it's nice. it's got to be right there. Um, but everything else has been kind of yeah. It's been it's been interesting. I, I I agree too. Like we had my mom was not sick sick, but like she had some health issues that she was dealing with. So like she needed me home to help her do stuff while all this was going on. And then the dog got sick, and like it was just kind of one of those perfect storms where I was like. If I wasn't home, my mom would be on the floor for six hours and the dog would have had a heart attack, literally had a heart attack and died. And it was like, I, you know, it, I hate that everything's going on and I hate it too. But there's part of me that's like, if it didn't happen when it happened, my life would be completely different right now. I don't oh, even yeah. know where I'd be, to be honest with you. Yeah, so That's crazy. Like that's a, kind of like uh, a good happenstance, yeah. you know? And it's like, and that's the way I've been trying to, to look at all of this is, you know, like I try, I tend to, to, to try to be optimistic at all times Mm -hmm. that, you know, it's all going to work out okay in the end kind of deal. So like, that's, you know, I feel like that's a good general, uh, uh, life, um, like motto, you know, and like look towards the positive. So so what crazy, crazy toy stuff have you been getting up to that you can actually talk about? Because I think that's the hardest thing for me in talking to and, – and I say you guys because I think I came in to this whole industry as press. So I didn't come in as like one of the guys working on think projects or design or stuff like that. I came in as one of the guys that you shouldn't talk to at the beginning. Oh, that's – I, well, no, I – 
I'm a man of the people. <laughs> I know I know that for you, but there's been other people where and and I respect it's their job. I kept, I yeah, I kept I kept myself as as a secret identity. I mean, like I've been doing I've been working in the toy industry since 2001, mm-hmm. but I you know, I've been on the message boards and the internet since before that, you know? Like I, just I was realized on- that, by the way. I had no idea that for whatever reason I didn't realize you were on Foosh, like, or how connected you were yeah. with the site. And yeah. I was like, it was literally probably Toy Fair where I was like, no shit. Like, really? <laughs> I had yeah. no idea. I've been talking to you for years this way and had no clue. <laughs> yeah, I've been on the Foosh since since the since it began. Yeah. Um, you know, prior to that, because like that's a, like Raving Toy Maniac was like, you know, the, mm-hmm. the old yeah. stop message yep. board. I was um I was still industrial on there. I'm industrial on the Foosh also. Um, and uh, I was industrial on Raving Toy Maniac. I think I, like even before that on uh, Action Figure Times. Yep. I, yep. Was, I, I used to be like, I'm an industrial insider. At, like, and that's what I did at first. And then I was like, wow, that's super corny. I mean, not that like industrial is much better. Um, and, and now, you know, I'm, I'm everywhere as playing with myself because I thought that was super corny clever well that was the thing it's like you've put out all these other names and i've known you as that and i'm like wait that's you okay cool i'm like why is this guy like and i'm like oh that's because we're friends like you're like like it was like it's like the catch-up game of like figuring out who everybody is yeah i have like a lot of pseudonyms basically i like you know and now like these days i've been i've been doing podcasts with the toy amigos guys Mm -hmm. and they they call me Prospect. So, you know, like now the yet another pseudonym mm-hmm. into the any pseudonyms. But yeah, I, I industrial on a lot of the toy boards from back in the day. Playing with myself is my my website, um, my Instagram that I use for uh, posting stuff that we've worked on over mm-hmm. the years. Um, but I have like five or six Instagrams. I have an Instagram for my cat. I have an Instagram for, you know, my kid and food. Yeah. I have an Instagram for customs that is called Industrial Strength Customs. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have the the new projects that I think we're going to touch on, hopefully. Yeah. It's quite, but the Cursed Dead and Mortal Ruin. Right. Um, I have the, the original uh, Articulated Icons Instagram yeah. account as well. So, um, yeah, I've been – and I like I even set up. The Foosh Instagram originally, I believe, uh, VB Nick Wood is is running that Instagram account now. But I I was the original guy who set that Instagram account up. Well, so. I was yeah, and I was writing for the Foosh when it kind of made that switch from like message board to like ezine. I was looking up my old posts today, and I was like, oh no, like I was calling it the Foosh ezine because it was still like the electronic magazine from oh, back yeah. in the day. And yeah, no, that was that was that was me too, and yeah. that was because at the time I was working for a small toy company in Hoboken, New Jersey, mm-hmm. and that was around like two thousand two or three, I want to say somewhere thereabouts. And uh, I had it was too hard for me to get a professional badge to get into New York Toy Fair mm-hmm. because I was I was working in a mold shop at the time. Right. I was like, you know, it was a, like a little shop that d- was doing stuff for Toy Biz and McFarlane, and it was like to get a pro badge, you have to jump through a lot of hoops. Right. Basically, you have to get like, oh, here's business cards made, here's uh, photos of stuff you've worked on and proof, and and mm-hmm. you know, 
papers from the people you've worked on stuff. And it was like a press badge back then was a lot easier. Yeah. So I was like, okay, the foosh, we're going to set it up as we're, we're covering events now and the e-zine and it worked. And that, uh, that it's, uh, it all started that way. Well, and, and that's where I got my start, like writing, writing, because it was like one of those things where, um, I had been part of the message board and kind of getting in things. And then I started to get to know people and I don't, I don't even remember exactly how I got my first press badge because I shouldn't have looking back at my stuff. <laughs> like there was, the, even though it was easier, you know, it was like the, you know, a website, a contact page and like a business card, which I could all do in Photoshop. Like it wasn't exactly, yeah. hard to do back then. And I got in and then people started telling me stuff. So, I mean, that's how Nick or I told Nick that I would write these articles because I had, I had Scott's list of possible characters for like the next three years. So I would pull it and go horsemen are sculpting these and never really said that I had that list, but I would pull that all those articles were based on what they were internally sculpting and looking for, like user feedback. And I said, I'm going to write all these articles and that's what it was. And then it got to the point where I'm like, well, I could do this myself. Like I didn't need, like for me, it was like, well, I want my own press badge. And I don't, I I wanted at that point to be the guy in the room. That's like my term of like, I want to be in the Lego breakfast. I want to be in, you know, the NECA tour. I wanted, and if I'm part of Foosh, then it's split up, right? You know, you go do this, you go do that. You know, Hasbro had a certain number here. So I was like, well, I want to be in all the rooms. So I'm just going to do my own thing. And I went off and did my own thing. And here we are. So, yeah, man. Yeah. I mean, like, it makes perfect sense. I mean, like, that's that. That's I, I hear you. I, that's why I'm all over the place, too. You know, like, yeah. it's like, you got to do, you got to be able to do your own thing and you got to be able to do it with, uh, you know, with people. And like, I know you, you're friends with a lot of guys that I'm super tight with as yeah. well. You know, so I, it, and that's, that's it, man. Like it's a, it's a small world and you got to do things with, with different people and, and people that you're into and people that you trust and people that you like and, yeah. you know. Well, that, I, I think I came full circle on it. I think in the last two years I did a lot of reflection and realizing like it isn't for me at least it isn't so much about being the guy in the room anymore it's about putting out content in some way so like hey if i don't get something but you know my one of my friends gets it then essentially i got it like i can do something with that like i can put up some content with it i could turn it into a podcast we could do a video i could do run his pictures like it's like how do we build each other up how do we turn it back into a community because I think at the beginning there was a little bit of like you know we were chasing each other like we were trying to outdo each other in a lot of ways like oh dude I feel I feel like there's still way much of that like there like I and like yeah I feel like there's less now there's like you know like and I'm doing the toy amigos thing and like I'm friends with like a like a lot of different guys in the toy community um a lot of different YouTube reviewers and everything and it's like they're like Dude, we're all part we're all adults right. collect toys. Like there's no need for us to be at war with one another. Well, it's like we're all on the same team here. Well, and I think but I think it it was that whole idea of of press and news at the beginning for all of us that it was like 
we had to get it up first. We had to get the traffic or we had yeah. to get the followers. We had There weren't followers back then, but we had to get the traffic for it. And I think right. it was kind of like everybody was like holding on to it. And that, I mean, that was one of the things I think, I don't think I've talked to Nick in years um, because of one of the fallouts, because it was like I was doing a lot of work and um, they wanted all my press contacts. And I was like, it's okay. It's okay. If we want it, we could get in, we could do a whole nother episode no, about and, fallout. Yeah. I'm just, I'm no, just no, saying. I know. No, no, I know. But I mean, but that's, that's it. And it's, it's not even like a, a whole fallout. It's not a whole big thing. It was just kind of one of those things where I was like, Hey, I want to go do movies and TV. Um, but I also want to talk to these people. So I'll give you my movies and TV, but just make sure that I get some of the toy stuff. And I mean, it wasn't reciprocal and it, and I was like, Okay, but then I found people that were willing to do that, and I was like, "Well, then I'm going to build it here." So, and and since then, I was like, "I'm not doing this anymore. I'll talk to anybody at any time about anything." Because you're right. At the end of the day, this is all fun stuff, and it's so much fun to geek out about all this stuff, like at the shows, and just like stand in line and bullshit like you're standing in line buying stuff or to get into events just like i am and you're making the shit so it's like (laughs) well that's like that's it man like it's like we're like i do i went i went to school i went to art school you Mm -hmm. know like i went to school um my background is like in graphic design and advertising and it's like i did have a, a, a a small period of time i think like 2000 four to 2005 where um cross-gen comics was one that i i'd moved down to florida to mm-hmm. tampa to work at cross-gen comics be- to start a toy division for those guys and then they went out of business <laughs> so i had to then move from florida back and like cross-gen paid for all the comic book artists and us to move down there me and like two other people mm-hmm. um the toy company i was at and uh so they paid for us to move down to Florida, but you know when they went out of business, it was like, nope, nope, stuck in Florida, stuck in Tampa. It's like stick out your thumb. <laughs> yeah, I was like, all right, um, I'm I don't need any meth gators around these parts. So um, I I basically I sold my Jeep Wrangler at the time and I moved back to New York, and there was not a toy job at the time, so I went into advertising and you know. My God, I made way more money working in advertising than I have ever made in toys. And like I've been doing this for almost 20 years now. Um, I'm at General Giant. I love General Giant. They they pay me well. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying that advertising could pay even more. Yeah. And that's my point is that like I think that a lot of people that are, are in the toy industry are not necessarily in it just because it's like, oh, this is – a great job it's like no we're actually passionate about it i think like a good chunk of these guys that you'll talk to yeah and you'll see them at conventions like you'll see the difference yeah you know a lot of these people really dig this stuff and you know like i'm one of them yeah and it's 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 the history of it too like it's i think we're about the same age so like we grew up in the i don't know golden age of action figures where all the properties that are coming out now have are based on and it's just like it it feels there, there was a period of time where I wasn't doing a lot of work, either podcasting or writing or anything. And there was, it, it was almost like I was missing a limb. Like it, I felt like I, I was missing something. Like I wasn't collecting. I think I got out on legends altogether. I wasn't really going. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And I just was like, and there was a moment where I was just like, 
all right, I'm going to dive back in because I feel like there's a part of me that's missing. Like there's a part of me that like, there's no joy. Like there's, there's a decent amount, there's a decent amount of addiction, but there's also a decent amount of joy that comes out of this stuff. And it's trying to find the avenues for it. So there is, there is a dangerous hole of like, Oh my God, I'm going to spend, you know, like, to bring up the the Haslab Sentinel right now, it's like, man, like it's great. It's so great. Like I'm so happy that it has already hit two of the stretch goals. Yeah, like that's amazing. It's likely going to hit the third by the time people are listening to this. Yeah, and you know who knows beyond that. I mean, like I I was on the phone with Dwight yesterday. Like literally, I texted him as soon as the the master mold head unlocked and. He called me right up and we were just like, man, can you believe like this is so great. Like it's so cool. Um, I'm super grateful that we, like we got to do we did the digital sculpting on on that. So um, it's a piece that I know that all the guys involved on the gentle giant side are super proud of it. Um, and I know the Hasbro team like I, you know, t- Tony, actually, uh, the painter w- yeah. was also he was texting me like, right. Like it's like we're all like super psyched about this man it's like this was a, a like a labor of love for us so so to see it successful you know hot on the heels of todd mcfarland's crazy um yeah. starter campaign for spawn you know which i also backed mm-hmm. for three figures for some reason i need three of the same spawn figure but you know and yeah no we all go down for. i'm waiting i got um i got a couple things in the next week or so but I, I, you know, I sent congratulations to the, to the team and I sent, said to Dwight, I was like, um, you know, I probably would have spent 1200 bucks on a hotel for Comic-Con this year. And I'm like, well, I'm not spending it. So I think I'm just going to buy three Sentinels because <laughs> there's about three, the same price. Dude, three is that magic number that like, that's what I want so bad too. I only, I've only backed for one. So if I like immediately, as soon as it went up, I backed for one and I've been sitting here and it's like, the funny thing is I'm like, I'm like, oh, let's wait for the stretch goals and make sure the stretch goals happen. And it's like, I know what the stretch goals are. I didn't know what order they were. You know, they Mm. don't tell us. We just sculpt stuff and then right. it comes out. And it's a, it's the same thing. If anyone ever asked me, I'm like, I don't know what waves or what way. I mean, like I can kind of put it together, but that's not the way any of this works. It's we get hired to do digital sculpts. We make the digital sculpts. Right. They're not like, oh, this is going to be released on this date and this wave. And this is the build a figure. It's like they don't tell us that stuff. Right. Like that's internal Hasbro stuff. So we don't know. What with that said, it's like I can kind of put some things together. I'm a fan, you know. Mm-hmm. So it's like it's kind of obvious. And yeah. like the Sentinel stuff, it's like when I saw like this is what the Sentinel comes with. It's like oh, I can hazard guess what these stretch goals are going to be. <laughs> I mean, like so I, I was like I'm going to put in for one and wait for the stretch goals to hit. And now I'm like ah, now I really have to figure out how to justify buying three. Yeah, I think three's well. See, the dangerous thing is, it's like I think I have four four at least four if not five rovers because ah. I, I was talking about it last week a friend of mine sold got out of marvel legends when that wave got out came out and he kept everything mint on card and walmart just did general skews back then so yep. we went in and cleared the entire end cap of sentinel stuff and then just returned all previous waves of legends and traded them out. And I was like, I think I walked away with five. I think I sold one a couple of years ago for something. And I think I have four. And then I've got two of the Marvel Universe ones, 
kicking around and uh, and now I've it's got, like i've got three of the original toy biz like the the rovers but and i think i i probably have a few extraneous parts here and there because like yeah. that was back like when I was doing the toy biz stuff, I was still like customizing pretty heavily these days. Customized here and there, and like mm-hmm. that's it. But um, I definitely had bought like multiples of a lot of those figures, and like that's what I'm looking at now. I'm like, do I sell some of these to buy new ones or what? It's like, and now like I love them, and it's like that's the thing is like now I'm kicking myself because I didn't actually buy the Hasbro releases of the mm-hmm. Sentinels. I bought the Hasbro release of Galactus. Um, we did, we like worked on that head, you know, Dave, Dave Vonner and I are tight. Like we've known each other for a million years now. And we worked on the vast majority of the Marvel universe line, um, at Hasbro with him, the Sentinel and Galactus, he actually had developed by Hasbro's factory. So Mm -hmm. like the fact, like it was the the cheapest option for them at the time. Um, we did, we worked on the head. Like they, you know, and arguably it's like, that's the thing that everyone says. It's like the head is one of the most important parts. So it's like, you know, you give the head to someone that has a little bit more, um, ground time doing stuff like this and like have the, some of the more expensive stuff developed elsewhere. That's why a lot of companies will use China in that regard. But, um, yeah, so I bought I bought Galactus because we did work on it. The Sentinel, I was like, ah, I have three of the Toy Biz ones. Why do I need one of these new ones? But now it's funny because stylistically, <laughs> those l- look a little bit like more like the you know the babies from this Master Mold. They do. It's like, ah, <laughs> what am I gonna do? <laughs> yeah, and it's like, oh yeah, no. I think I think my I think my breaking point is gonna be three. I don't think I could really push it to four, but like I think three is comfortable. I think three is like, and three is the one where it's like I can have if if anything ever happens, right? And I gotta sell any of these. It's like, well, I can keep one normal, or you know, or battle damage, or whatever the next stretch goal is gonna be, and then I keep one as master mold, right? And then the third one, if I had to get rid of it, I theoretically could, and you know, I'd be good with it. Um, and it's just kind of that that rationalization of like, and it really is. I in my head, it really is. I don't have airfare and I don't have hotel this year, so I'm like, no, okay. that's it. Like, like it's like I wish I I wish I had that because like I, you know, I'm in California, so yeah. like it's literally a two hour drive. So right. it's like gas money yeah. <laughs> to go towards it for me. And then like yeah, my hotel. Luckily, General Giant has a as a a booth that right. I work at Comic Con usually, so I don't have to pay for a hotel room. So I, I luck out there. But yeah, no, I'm looking for justification for sure, man. It's like yeah, like I, I'm excited. I'm very happy about it. And it was, I think it was one of the smartest moves that they did was they picked an army builder. Like oh yeah, you don't need two barges. You don't need two Unicrons. You don't need more than one any of those. So you're you're limited there. But when you throw an army builder. And these, this is what fans have wanted for year decades now. Oh yeah, it's like a giant thing, and it's like that. The yeah. picture, the thing that got me though, is the picture of it standing next to the Marvel Universe one, and I'm like, yeah, <laughs> that's the picture that got me. None of the it's the other ones worked. are all cool, but yeah. that's the one that I'm like, holy, sh- yeah, that's gonna be great. Exactly. I mean, like the big, I like you know, I can't, I can't go too much. Into no, it, no, but no. That, yeah. The big thing is like how what what kind of follow up do you have to this because it's like it's hard like and you know like there's lots of obvious stuff that people you yeah. know like 
everyone is going to say like everyone's going to say Galactus and everyone's going to say a Blackbird and yeah. you know what the ideas that I've thrown out like in like toy chats is like I'd love a a build a danger room yeah. kind of thing um, you know like there's there's lots of stuff but I don't think any of it and you said it is they don't have that army builder status to it where it's like it's going to be really hard because you're not going to be able to do anything that's going to have people double and triple dipping quite as easily right. as they would with a sentinel you right. know like it's like there's definitely stuff tricky stuff that you can do but i don't not in the same way that you would with a sentinel for no, sure and and all the things you mentioned and i even remember seeing at some point the mock-ups they did to do the build a quinjet back when toy biz had um marvel legends when they were doing it and i saw like one of the mock-ups I don't remember who showed it to me, but I saw it way back in the day, and I think it's been floating around online at this point too. Um, and I was, and again, it's like, yeah, it's cool. And I said, the Blackbird and the Quinjet have movie references, right? They've been in the Avengers, they've been in X Men movies, so at least you're there. And but beyond that, like, it, it's harder to do that unless you do something that's really, I don't know. Yeah, I don't. It's this yeah. is perfect. It's a perfect storm. It's like nobody's paying for Comic Con. Everybody wants more than one they want to army build and everybody's stuck in the house and they're like, I need something that's going to make me happy. Like, oh, yeah, it's, yeah, it's, there. it's that fix of the next thing that's going to ship to me in the mail. Yeah. Oh, t- tell <laughs> me. Let me tell you, like, I dove deep this these last three months where it's like stuff's coming out and it's been fairly easy to get because nobody's going to stores. So if they show up online, like I know I can go and grab stuff. But for me to go look for stuff, I think I, I tracked down all my Bionic 6 characters. I got every single figure from the, from the line. I did DC, Toy Biz DC superheroes. I mean, the only one I haven't tracked down yet is Superman um, because I just don't want to pay $150 for him. And so like, <laughs> that's where my thing is like I've been getting boxes almost every day for the past like three weeks because I've just been tracking down I, these. That's funny that you say that because like, I just st- – like I've been like, you know – obviously buying new new stuff as it comes out like which it seems like it's just been every week yeah more new cool stuff is coming out and like i like i'm finding it hard to say no to everything but i just in the past couple weeks i was like you know what i bet that there's some decent ebay deals out there in the universe so like i tracked down like a uh, i'm a big berserk fan Mm -hmm. so i got the um art of war Nosferatu Zod human form for like 60 bucks and like that figure has been in the hundreds for like a while now and I was just like I can't believe he's got it for that deal like it's insane and like uh I'm watching uh I have a six and a half year old son and we've been watching One Piece and I had the previous old figure arts um uh, the uh, the Bandai SH figure arts for for uh, Monkey D Luffy, um, Sanji, and uh, uh, there was like this fiery guy that was the other release. But I never picked up Nami, which is the girl, mm-hmm. because apparently I you know ten years ago when they came out I was sexist or something. <laughs> I'm not, I I I hope not, but yeah. you know maybe I just didn't never picked her up and like I was just I was on eBay and I found a great deal on one and I was like this is great like I need to go fill in holes of my collection instead cuz like yeah. there's a lot of people that are selling stuff you know looking for money so they help me I help them like this is great I found Facebook Marketplace that's Ooh, I, I had that, 
it, it is. I found that's where my Bionic Six. Like I had gotten a few things online, and this guy put up the Bionic Six, and there were I don't know fifteen figures, and he gave them to me for like one twenty. And he, you know, he's he was an old guy. He's like, I had two sons. They grew up. They didn't want any of this stuff. So I'm just getting rid of it. <clears throat> Here, take it. And it was like, JD and Bungie are like the most for some reason they're the most sought after in the line. I don't know why, but they are. Like the the, yeah. the girls are easy to get. You know, the, the okay, hell- wait, because wait. I had the Bionic Six line. Which, JD was the baseball player. No, JD or- was IQ. The martial arts. Kid. No, Bungie was a martial arts kid, and then JD Bungie. was the black kid. You know, he was okay. Got it. And, yeah, yeah. And so JD is like the most expensive, and Bungie's like right underneath him. And there were two of them in the bag. And he looks at me, he goes, "You know, Doctor Scarab, I think you're gonna get like if you sell them online, I think you get like twenty bucks for them." And I'm looking at it going, "Well, there's like two or two JDs in here, like that are really good shape. Like those are worth fifty bucks a pop." Like. I'm like, but, but I'm not selling them. Like, I'm going to use them for parts because I've got stuff there that's breaking. I want to practice repainting some of them. So I'm going to, you know, work on some of that too. Like, that's my next thing is kind of fixing some of them. So, dude, it's, you bring that up too because Bungie is one of those that, like, I remember, like, he's that is the figure that I used for some reason to customize into a Wolverine when I was younger. Like, I literally did this weird thing where, like, you know, like I was like, it was ghetto style. Like I was using my dad's crazy glue. Mm-hmm. I used mom's bobby pins. Like this is, yep. and this is before Jin Sayatomi started doing his dangerous toys customs. Yep. I, I remember those. Yep. To make little claws on and that I, that I crazy glued to his hands. And then like I was using like white out and sharpies to do my paint. Like they were awful. But yeah, mine is in a very bad state of disrepair yeah. at my parent in my parents' basement somewhere in Long Island. So if you need more parts, I can find one that's <laughs> coated and white out and sharpie for you. you know, I've got, I think I'm up to three at this <laughs> point. I think I'm in good shape. It's the one that I'm working on now is um, I I think the problem is my memory's bad because there was a period of time when eBay started that I went on this kick of getting my '80s toys back and. I thought I had gotten all of the Bionic 6 and ended up only getting – I got the most important things. I got the, the, the vehicles, which are nearly impossible to find now. Um, so I had those, but I didn't have many of the figures, so I went back and got those. So then I started digging through all my other old toys going, what do I think I have and I don't really have anymore? And um, I went through my superpowers, and I have every single figure, <clears throat> and I have a broken, broken cyborg. Like he's, ah. I never had him as a kid. He's the only figure in that line. I never had as a kid. Um, and he's broken in pieces. And, um, Dan Pickett's friend, um, Jason, who did the superpower archive website. Jason Geyer. Yeah. 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 He, yeah, yeah. he did, uh, huh? Yeah. Toy Otter. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He did, um, he did a tutorial on how to repaint and, and redo cyborg to look mint. So I got all the stuff in, in a cart on Amazon waiting till I have time to actually paint him. But I, I glued them all together. He's all in his pieces. All the pieces are back together. And now I've got them all ready to put them on, you know, styrofoam and, and paint them all up and get them, mask them all up and get them ready. Nice. I miss doing that work. I used to do a lot of dio work for my pictures and stuff. 
and I miss doing it, but it just, I don't have the space to make that much of a mess at my house it's, right now. Uh, you know, like it's like, that's honestly like my customizing. Like if I do any of it these days, like I have to take out time. Like I'll eat, like do it on my lunch break at work or mm-hmm. I'll stay late or go in early because it's like at work, at least I have like space that like I can do this stuff but yeah at home like good luck especially with a six and a half year old and cats and yeah. dogs running around it's like that's yeah yeah crazy pills so i the only old stuff that made it out with me is i brought out my you know from new york i brought out my uh mattel secret wars collection mm-hmm. i have all of those figures i have my um my Mego eight inch marvel figures i brought out and the only ran- I think the, the the most random one is Starcom. You remember they were like the little like they were like maybe two inches, two and a half inches, and they had magnets on the bottom of their feet. It sounds the, like, it sounds familiar, but I don't I never had it. Like seven points of articulation. So the regular five points plus knee joints. Mm-hmm. And they were like two inches, magnets on the feet, and they had like spaceships and stuff. I don't know. For some reason I loved that line. I it was like a weird yeah, for me, it, for me, it was Bionic Six. That was like my line. That like because I, I mean, I've got some Thundercats, I've got some He Man, I've got like I love superpowers, but for some reason, there's like this attachment to like that line that was so small. It was so compact too. Like I like those lines yeah. that are just so compact that you can just get them. Um, but for some reason, in the last like year and a half, every single one of those lines has like skyrocketed in price. Like you <laughs> can't touch them. I mean. You just can't like I can't like I wanted to get a couple silver hawks, and I'm like I, I found a broken Quicksilver that had no metallic paint on him, like nothing. Like his face was fine. There's no metallic paint on him. His the function doesn't work, and he's going for 150 bucks. And I'm like, no, Crazy. I can't. Yeah. I like I can't. I like that's our like that's our generation, yeah. man. It's like you know, like that was. Back in in when we were young in those Toys R Us days, you know, the days of Child World and yep. and Toys R Us and everything, it's like there were so many toys out there, and it's like <laughs> now we're all aging nerds that yeah. with with jobs and that money. like we, yeah yeah we're like oh I want I want this thing that I remember or like I want this thing that I never had yeah. you know that I really wanted so yeah absolutely I get it. So how did um, I realize you worked on that Street Fighter line for Soda Toys too? I think yeah. that's, that's one of my favorite video game. That might be one of the things that I've held on to the most. Where I look at it and go, it was really well done. And even though the newer ones that I, I don't know if it's SH Figure Arts or I forget who's doing them now. Um, SH Figure Arts and Storm Collectibles so, are like the two that are doing it now. I personally like thank you that you love it. Like I was in more on the end, like wave three, four, and then the start of when it um, turned into a whole different animal mm-hmm. after Jerry left. Basically, I left shortly after Jerry sold the company. Um, but yeah, no, I, I mean, like Soda is the reason why I moved. Like when I moved back to New York um, after CrossGen, I uh, worked in advertising for a little while. But then uh, I saw Jerry Macaluso. I, I met him for the first time at a New York toy fair because I was back in New York and I was going to New York toy fair and I was working in advertising at the time. And I talked to Jerry. I was hanging out with Jerry and Jerry uh, 
asked if I wanted to come out to California and get a tour of soda at some point. So I think I did that. I kind of used it as a twofold thing where I did it around uh, Comic-Con time and I went out to San Diego Comic-Con and then also uh, visited soda and yeah, I got a job offer and I moved to, to LA shortly thereafter. That was in like 2005, I want to say. So yeah. Yeah, and then I was only there for a little over a year, I think, and then Jerry sold the company, and then that's when I moved over to Gentle Giant. Yeah, and I think those are the only toys that like I've kept, like, like I won't replace. Like I'm not looking for an upgrade because it, it's They're cool. I like the figure arts better personally, but I, like I, I, you know, I, I do too. Like I, I like the aesthetics of them, but I look at them and go, as a kid who I remember the year of my eighth grade between like seventh and eighth grade, we went to a camp and they had an arcade and yeah. we just played street fighter two over and over and over, just played it. And those just look so much like that eight bit look. And I'm just, that's, it. Oh, no, that, I mean, we had, we had the arcade game in soda in, in the studio in <laughs> Van Nuys. And it's like, we played that just as much as we actually did work. So, so yeah. like that thing, that thing got got a lot of use for sure. So, how is it for you? And and I want to make sure we touch on on your the new projects you have coming up because I mean we've talked about them, but I want to make sure we get them out there. How does it go from you guys you working on stuff for General Giant and doing sculpting work and, and doing stuff for other companies, and then doing your own toy line? Like, what are some of the things that kind of go into that? And how I guess how difficult is it? I mean, how much do you have to put uh-huh. in to get that out? Yeah, I mean, like, honestly, like the big, the big thing, the first thing was, was articulated icons, obviously. So um, that was just kind of like it's one of those no brainers that I think everyone in in involved in toys, uh, either professionally or just a, a, as a fan, have known forever that like we love ninjas. We're of the age of ninjas, you know, eighties kids. We ninjas were everywhere they were you know like beyond even just gi joe they were ninjas were everywhere movies and like everything Everything, like everyone of that age group pretended to be a ninja at some point so it was just a really a big no-brainer um and between the the guys at foosh and then uh myself Renee Aldrete and Scott Akers, uh, who both work at Gentle Giant with me and are also both Fooshers. Uh, Scott Akers was a moderator for a long time. He was known as Carl and then Crarl on the Foosh mm-hmm. for a while. But uh, Renee just he, he's just Renee on on the Foosh, and I think he joined the Foosh back in Soda days. So we'd all known each other, and it was just like, hey, let's let's try to make this happen. Um, as a project that I spearheaded, you know, like I got the prototypes made. Um, it was basically us just creating the digital prototypes on our own. Then the Foosh hired Gentle Giant to do the 3D printing of the actual prototypes that were developed by myself, Renee, and Scott. Um, and then uh, we got them painted. And then I put together the Kickstarter campaign. And I worked with, I bent my man thing to do the bio stories for the characters, mm-hmm. which helped dictate the uh, the photographs that Matthew K took. And yep. Matthew K 
awesome photographer. Amazing, so, amazing work. Yeah. Yeah. He took all the dio photos. I took all the white background photos. Surprise, surprise. That's white background <laughs> photos. Kind, yeah. of my, kind of my thing. I know it's silly. No, they're they, beautiful. I'm going to tell you, they're, they're uh, beautiful. They really are. Kind. Every, like, uh, both Scott and Renee hate my photos. So it's, it's fine. <laughs> like, it, it helps keep me, uh, grounded, you know? Um, but yeah, so so articulate icons. We we I ran the Kickstarter campaign, ran the Instagram account, um, then oversaw. We worked with uh, Lucky Yay, the factory that so we had worked with when we were all at Soda mm-hmm. on the Street Fighter line. So it was the same factory that worked on a lot of the Soda Street Fighter stuff, um, and I'd known those guys since the Soda Street Fighter days. So. Um, I got in contact with them and obviously I'd seen them over the years while working at Gentle Giant and we did the manufacturing of the ninjas there. Um, after the ninjas shipped from the factory is mostly out of my hands. Um, I basically, you know, like now to, to segue into, to mortal ruin and the cursed dead where I'm working on it with, with some other guys. And it's mostly like, you know, you, you learn a lot of things. You learn that, you know, I, just as you were talking about earlier where it's like you know it without contracts involved and people that own things and people yep. that you know like it's like there's differing opinions about all of this stuff and the way things should happen and it doesn't always matter um how much work you may have put into it uh so yeah. basically pick 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 very wisely who who you want to work with on things you know like yeah. that's the main thing so uh life lessons so no i get that i trust me yeah i get it so mortal ruin is um is the post-apocalyptic toy line that's a little bit more at least to our the onset what we've shown so far is kind of a military-esque line mm-hmm. um uh, that's going to be me, Scott, and Renee. So the the same design team that that came up with articulated icons is working on Mortal Ruin, um, and basically, uh, you know, it's sure it's in the vein of GI Joe, but not really. We're going a little bit grittier, a little bit darker. Um, it's I would say it's a little bit more in the line of uh, stuff like Call of Duty or uh, Metal Gear Solid, mm-hmm. and have we have a big backstory that we've already worked out and there's a lot more planned that goes well beyond just kind of military guys. But with that said, the, the initial launch will be, um, a bunch of, of different characters from different squads. We're called, we're going to refer to them as squad builders. Mm -hmm. We want to keep as cheap as humanly possible. We want to encourage people to buy these. And that means that we're going to have different levels of, of prices with different accessory counts. Um, you know, if, if guys will have Squad Builder Plus, which uh, we're referring to, that will have stuff like unmasked heads and maybe a few extra accessories in general, maybe a few extra paint ops. So it's like you can basically pick and choose. Um, the idea is that these will be able to go with your Marvel Legends and your Mezco 112 and mm-hmm. what, whatever you want to play with them uh, as or make your own shelf of mortal ruin toys. Cause we're, yeah. we're really planning to develop a whole, uh, intellectual property out of this. It's like, we have a backstory. So I think it's, yeah, no, sorry. no, no good. Like, no, I think that that's, that's one of the things that got my collecting attention as of recent. It's, it's the Fortnite toys. It's because Fortnite has started to bring in these independent properties into the game 
And this weekend, I was trolling one of my friends because his kid's really into Fortnite, and he's really he was really into Marvel Universe. So he's got all his Marvel Universe figures in these little t- tubes around his man cave, right? And he dusts them right. and he keeps them all like nice and pretty. So I pulled out the Avengers series one, three and three quarter cap, which is now in the Fortnite game. <laughs> Nice. And I put it on the golf court cart with a few other Fortnite guys, and I sent the picture to his son. And I was like, hey, ask your dad if you can borrow one of his toys to play with your stuff. So I like the idea. Yeah, I was like, open up the tube. Um, I I like the idea of of these mix and match kind of things, especially with Hasbro now doing Joe in the six-inch scale and then Marvel Legends – you know, sort of being around the same scale. And then you look at what Bobby's doing with uh, Action Force. Action Force, yeah. And, I, like, I, and like that's the other thing that, like, I just want to throw that out there. Like, Bobby and I, like, are, are super friendly. I used to work with him when he was at Hasbro. Mm-hmm. And also, you know, like, he, uh, he worked at um, Jazzwares for a short period of time. Mm-hmm. And we worked on that UFC line that was just unveiled together. It was amazing, so, yeah. And uh, I, I was literally just texting him the other day when he did his Sergeant Slaughter announcement. I was like, dude, can you tell me, like, can you direct me to your instructions on how to add that to my backer kit? Because yeah. I had ordered some Action Force figures myself. Um, he and I have talked and we're like, you know, the whole idea of this is like, I want people to buy Action Force and I want people to buy Mortal Ruin and they can play with them together, yeah. you know, like. It's great idea of these toy lines. It's like just because you have Marvel superheroes doesn't mean you can't have DC superheroes too. It's like yeah. these can all go together. We can play together. This yeah. is nice. It's cool. So it's like and like that's it. Like I don't understand. Like it's like whenever anyone has beef or like thinks things like this, it's like guys, chill out. We're adults that like toys. I, like I, yeah, on. the boards are like going nuts. Like. And and everybody's and I'm in that same mindset as you right now, where it's like everybody's aggravated that McFarland's doing all these like out there Batman stuff. It's all Batman, right? And I said, guys, can you think of a better use of McFarland's out there monster spawn like you know mind and him going because he basically said f you to the stores and go. I'm going to just make these however I want to make these as long as they fit in the box and I'm not going to raise the price. So we're yeah. getting this giant doomsday looking thing. And it's, and it's like, no, I want him to do that. And if I want normal DC stuff, I'll track down the Mattel stuff or I'll buy Spin Master because Spin Master's knocking it out of the park with the three and three quarter. And it's like, it's not forever, right? Like, it, you know? And it's like, and the, then people will complain and they're like, oh, but then the, there's the Mayfex stuff. Like, and it's like, I like, I'm <sighs> all about it. Yeah. Like it's ridiculously expensive, yep. but at the same point, it's like, cool. Guess what? They're going to come out one every six months well, or something. Well, so yeah, but the only problem with that is in September, I think we're all going to get hit hard because I yeah, think they're all, yeah. Stuff. yeah. No, I know. I'm worried about that. <laughs> actually but you know that's what credit cards are for yeah, <laughs> yeah. i think i bought because i think i went in all on spider-verse and i went in all on hush and i was yeah. like and i might i might i did spider-man because i'm like i I'll, I'll stick with spider-man because they did a really cool spider-man of venom and i like the carnage and now since they i forgot which one they just announced um for x-men and i'm like might have been gambit 
Or was there another one after that? Gambit was, Gambit was the most recent, and I, I went in on Gambit, too. Yeah. I'm, but then I got to get Wolverine, and then I want Cyclops, and then I'm going to have to get the Magneto. So it's like this. I got Wolverine, and Wolverine has one issue, and that's with the arm swapping off, but it's a very easy fix. So I can tell you about that if you end up yeah. succumbing to that one. Well, and Stupid. it's at the end it's, of the day, I just want cool toys. Like, that's it. Like, I bought the, um, the NECA Green Lantern pack. I found it in a, in a Walmart, and I'm like, I don't like predator necessarily like i'm not into the property but that green lantern is perfect like it's just i love that green lantern. i the the, ne- the three neca dc i mean they had four but yeah. i did not buy armored batman yeah um, i you know i i just passed on it because i was spending too much other money at the time but the uh the batman the superman and the green lantern i love those three <sighs> yeah. figures I did. I actually did head swaps on all three, though. It made me love them a little bit more. I put a DC Essentials head onto Batman and Green Lantern. Okay. Um, Batman one looks perfect. I'll show you a picture. Okay. Uh, but like the Green Lantern, the head was a little bit small, but it looks good from certain angles. And then I actually swapped the McFarlane Superman yeah. head onto the NECA body, and the NECA body has more articulation. Yeah. But that McFarlane head looked really nice. So. Yeah. No, I it's been really good. I'm kicking myself for not getting the Superman and the Batman. I am. I really am. And someday I might track them down just to have that nice little trio of them. Um, I bet you'll be able to like that. I don't think those are going to be ones that are like become like ridiculously expensive in the future because that they it was such a like a a small line. You know, Mm -hmm. it was just a bit sadly because of you know the the license transferring over. It was like. Oh, rush these out and that's it. You know, yeah. it's three. It's not even like the, you know, it's not Wonder Woman, Batman right. and Superman. It's Batman, Superman, a Batman variant and Green Lantern. Yeah. So like, it's like, I don't see a lot of people like, you know, holding on to those forever. Yeah, well, I'm hoping, but I just hope that they don't jack the price. Like, that's the hard part where it's like, I'm looking at, because I have... I ended up getting between because I had I had a Green Lantern that broke, so I ended up getting a second Green Lantern. So I've got so I've got John and him, but I've got two it's Predators, right? Yeah, I've got two Predators that I don't want, and they're going for like a hundred bucks alone, just the Predators. And I'm like, guys, like, okay, like I'll do this, but that's gonna buy me, might buy me another Sentinel to be honest with yeah, you. Yeah, go towards <laughs> the Sentinel. There you go. Um. So yeah, but so what's it like? So when you're i guess i look at the creative process i mean i think that's one of the things that i bring up with people because it's like i for the past couple years i've been trying to figure out where where my energy kind of needs to go because it's like writing takes a really long time for me and i don't have the space and the time to do all the i didn't learn photoshop so like doing all the editing and stuff like that hasn't been so i've been putting all my energy into the podcast and and promotion with all the social media stuff um, so for you making up these new projects and, and, and coming up with these new storylines for these new characters that are original, how is it for you kind of continue, you know, where do you get the energy to, to keep it going? Like how do where, where do you draw from? I, like, what do you get? Yeah, no, that's a, that's a awesome question. I like that question a lot. Um, well, like that's, you know, the, with mortal ruin, like I said, it's, it's myself, Renee and Scott beardy. Um, I, I refer to him as beardy, uh, because he has a beard and I'm really good at nicknames. Um, but, uh, the, the three of us, you know, we did the articulated icons thing and now we're doing the mortal ruin thing. And it's like, we all work together at gentle giant. So the idea is that like, you know, 
during and we worked at soda before that so it's like at soda and then at gentle giant we're we're basically doing prototyping work for for other people for mm-hmm. other other properties you know stuff that exists and it's stuff that we love like you know marvel legends like we love and we love working on it but at the end of the day we're still creating a character that already exists you know right. that exists in the world and that we have to like you know we we're not doing the thing where it's like, oh, it's our take on it. It's like, no, we're trying to make kind of definitive versions of these characters that exist in the universe for clients, basically. Mm-hmm. You know, so um, it's doing like doing articulated icons and then doing Mortal Ruin. It's like we get to do our own thing. It's like it. It's more creative it's a a little bit more freeing because it's like we get to establish our own rules we get to decide what we want to do so it's like it's kind of a breath of fresh air and you know like i mean like a lot of the time like you'll you see it all the time it's like we'll develop prototypes and it's like the prototype and then the end product are two totally different animals right so it's like when you do something yourself, it's like, oh, I, I only have myself to blame for how the end product comes out. So, you know, like, that's it. And, like, honestly, we've learned so much from articulated icons that I'm putting towards Mortal Ruin. And then um, Cursed Dead is actually the other line that I'm involved in with two other guys. Mm-hmm. So there are two other guys that you probably are familiar with as well i don't know if you and i talked as much about it but um no we haven't talked about that one yet yeah the sculptor of so the cursed dead is basically it's going to be uh one twelfth six inch scale um our take on on classic style monsters and Mm. it's being sculpted by phil ramirez and ramirez sculpted probably like 70 percent of toy biz marvel legends you know like Mm -hmm. Grew up sculpting uh, Playmates Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and, you know, then sculpted Marvel Legends. And I've just known him for, you know, almost two decades now, um, you know, going to Comic-Con and hanging out. And he actually, he lives like literally down the street from me. Um, So it's myself, Phil Ramirez, and Josh Falcon. And his last name may be familiar to you. And that's because... (laughs) Josh Falcon is the younger brother of Jesse, Jesse Falcon. Falcon. Okay, yeah. So it's it's me, Phil, and Josh, and and Josh and Phil have been like best friends like since the dawn of time, basically. And uh, Josh, you know, he he sees how successful his brother has been at making toys, and you know, he's friends with Phil. He's, obviously, his brother has made Marvel Legends and you know, Toy Biz, and is world famous for making toys. So it's like it's it's his turn to take it, shoot yeah. his shot. So the three of us, and it's like, you know, like that's, that's it between myself, Renee and Scott on Mortal Ruin and then myself, Phil and Josh on, on, um, the Cursed Dead. It's like, these are guys that I know I trust, you know, we go into this and we're like, dude, this is the three of us. And it's even Steven, you know, like we all put in our work, we do our thing and this is us. It's going to be our labor of love. We're going to throw it out there. Mm-hmm. So you got post-apocalyptic army dudes on one side and then our take on um basically every monster you can imagine i mean we've unveiled uh vampires demons uh you know we we shot our shot at decon basically Mm -hmm. 
designer con in November and and showed a whole bunch of Cursed Dead stuff and then a small display case of Mortal Ruin stuff and then uh, there there is even more crossover like because like we're we're actually all friends and and Scott Beardy actually from the Mortal Ruin team painted a good chunk of the Cursed Dead pieces too so it's okay. like no we're all friends we're like yeah. we all love each other we all work together um, I, yeah that's great I mean I think that's and that's in our in my circle, I, I started doing that too, where it's like, I'm helping, I think I've bought more toys for one of my friends, DJ, um, on Emory review. He's in long Island. He lives out in long Island and he has like no access to like any toys. So he, I'm constantly going, your kids need this. Do you need this for review? Do you need, <laughs> I'm oh, like, dude, oh, every other it. week. I'm sending gotta be stuff. kind to long Island boys. I yeah. I'm originally from long Island and trust me, it's impossible to find anything on Long Island. Yeah. So, and, and we've been building like this nice little community of like podcasters, website people, Instagrammers that are just kind of helping. Because I think, I think that's changing. Um, we had the conversation. I don't, I don't know if it was with you. No, it was with Toy Shiz, um, at, at, um, cause I'm good, really good friends with him. We were having the conversation. Oh, right. Jordan and I did a did we over the quarantine we did a podcast together yeah. too. Like he's he's a very good dude. Um, I met him in person for the first time at DesignerCon actually, okay. and then we've been, so we haven't been friends for a super long time, but yeah. we've been friends since then. And and the the hard part. For, well, I'll get back. To, we were saying the thing we were saying at at Comic Con last year. We were at the Hasbro breakfast, and we were looking around the room, and there were a couple of guys, and I don't know who they were, but they were. They were talking shit, basically. They were just like, all these Instagrammers that just do these pictures are at this breakfast with us. Like, how do they get? And I'm like, guys, that was us like 10 years ago when all like the actual reporters were like, why are these bloggers in this room with us right now? I'm like, guys, we, we're not any different. We're all the same. They just, they're, and they're doing an amazing job. They show them, yeah. like, they're showing them doing their panels, they're showing them doing their things, they're giving them shout outs in their reveals like this you know photographer did this or they're doing this with this and i'm like it, we're all doing it like we're all in it to do this stuff like exactly what i'm saying like yeah. it's like it's a toy community here we are we are too old to be playing like you know like air quotes we are too old to be playing with toys but we're not no you know like we all love it we get something out of it it's like you know like i'm sure that it, it, a lot of us it's nostalgia um and and it's just it gives you a piece of happiness from your yeah. childhood whatever but like you know like w we have a common ground here yeah. you know it's yeah. silly to me to try you know like well because it what? but it, it does breed competition right because we're all chasing these things too i got run over when toys r us was um in new york city um, when the Sentinel wave came out, actually of Marvel legends, I was at Times Square Toys R Us when they opened and I almost got trampled going up the, uh, um, up the escalator, fell, cut my knee open, got there. One of the employees saw it. Right. And he was like, Hey, you didn't push anybody. Hold on a second. And he went back and he pulled the only mystique they had on the floor from behind the counter. Uh, so I walked awful. out and everybody was like, you, how did you? Get, and I'm like, I don't know. I'm like, sometimes it's nice to just be nice to each other. Like, it's yeah. it's it's how you do it. It's I don't know. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, like that Toys R Us, man. That Times Square Toys R Us. Like, I you know, I lived in the city for many yeah. years. 
like, I have a, obviously a love-hate relationship with it because it was my Toys R Us. Um, I just count myself lucky enough that, you know, it, it closed after I'd moved out here to California. Mm-hmm. But I was back in the city at some point and I was able to bring my son. I think he was around like three or so at the time and i brought him into that toys r us i had we rode on the ferris wheel got i got pictures so it's like that and like you know man toys kills me to this day do you remember do you remember were you did you ever go to fao shorts when it was at a tight oh i i actually that's uh i have a a story about meeting todd mcfarlane there because when he launched Mm -hmm. the the spawn action figure line he did a signing at that fao schwartz and i begged my mom my mom brought myself and my younger brother into the city the line was around the block at fao schwartz but i got my first issue of spawn signed by him which i still have and i got uh the the first spawn action figure signed by todd which is funny because i don't still have that i ended up at some point I didn't even sell it. Like I was, this is how crazy I was about customizing is that I needed, I needed, and I'm air quoting again. I needed that spawn figure for a custom. So I cut open and our, you know, cause it was in the, like the plastic blister card. I open a blister card of a spawn action figure signed by Todd McFarlane. So I could customize the action figure. (laughs) I'm like, I'm what a dumbass. No, but it was worth it. I'm sure it was worth it. At sure, the time. It brought me joy for a few minutes, I'm sure. So, that, yeah. yeah, no, I've got a lot of memories at FAO. And, and then when Toys R Us opened, Toys R Us was not the same, but FAO was, there was a lot there. Well, the, toy, the Toys R Us that I liked growing up was the one that was um, in Herald Square over by Macy's in New York okay. City. So, when we would go in, like, because, you know, Long Island, we would go into the city. My aunt worked in the city. So we'd go to F.A.O. Schwartz and then the Herald Square Toys R Us, which was, like, downstairs. You would take Escalator. It was, like, kind of dirty. It was mm. nice. I liked it. Yeah, we I went. I, was, I'm, I live in Connecticut. So we would go every year the Saturday after Thanksgiving. My aunt would take us to F.A.O. Schwartz. And um, – I'm gonna say I'm gonna say this, and everybody's gonna be like, "Oh, he's from Connecticut. He's got." We didn't have money. Trust me. We lived in like <laughs> we lived across the street from a housing project in Bridgeport. Like it was not the best place in the world. We didn't have money, but my aunt would say um, she'd have the list from my mom of what I was getting for Christmas, and so she knew what I had to stay away from. But the rule was, if we could carry it from FAO to the train, we could buy it. And, Dude, that's awesome. And when you're little, it's not that great. Oh, you know, it you don't get much. Yeah. She she <laughs> she she wasn't she didn't think it through cuz we did it I did it till I was 15. Um she passed away when I was 15. So our last year there, she um she didn't think it through enough because video games aren't that big. <laughs> <laughs> Nice. So True. we walked out with a lot, but um, but it was nice. It was it was our it was like our Christmas present. So it was it was a nice kind of lunch and go see a movie and then and then go to the toy store. So um, we're at about an hour. I usually do about an hour. Or so thank you for taking the time. Um, where I mean, you've got the laundry list of things. So it's Mortal Ruin. It's uh, um, uh, Cursed Dead. Cursed Dead. Gentle and, Giant, 
Yeah, I'm. I play with my. Yeah, the playing with myself accounts all over the place. Yeah, if you look up playing with myself, you'll find me <laughs> or porn. Yes, it's, a per- <laughs> it's perfect. It's perfect because you never know what you're gonna find. Um, so thank you so much Indeed. for taking the time. It was really great to actually catch up and talk um, outside the convention. Yeah, so. thanks for having me, man. And I'm I'm down to come back on any time. We got plenty of stuff we could talk about. Yeah, sure, cool. This podcast was brought to you by Jackson Studios. Jax!